You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Hi everyone, we're two girls, we're bored, and this is Suddenly Grown. We're in our last year of college, so if you're in your early 20s, finishing high school, or in college and you just want to buy, stick around. However, if you're also significantly older and you just want to get into the minds of some 20-year-old women, but in a non-creepy way, come ahead and join us. Yeah. yeah. So, Thank uh, you so much for lending us your ears <laughs> this week. Um, I'm sorry we didn't have an episode for you last week, but also... I want you to know that we sat down with the intention of recording. We did. And then we realized that we were spewing a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It just, if you don't vibe with what we already post on the internet. You were not going to vibe with that episode. Mm-mm. It was just, it was dumpster fire. And <laughs> it is in the recycling bin on my laptop where it belongs. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a pretty bad episode. We tried really hard to leave it like, three takes but it just wasn't flowing and I guess don't force it I guess this is a hobby y'all I'm not about to lose <laughs> over a hobby <laughs> but we're back um and we're really yeah. excited about what we're talking about this week this week we- is gonna be all about civic responsibility and I think oh my god you made it sound so horrible this week is about civic responsibility <laughs> <laughs> okay let me rephrase that sorry yes so this week we're gonna talk about voting Oh, Jesus. Um, Let me do it. Let me do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. So y'all know that the election is next week. And we had a completely different episode that we wanted to. What? (gasps) Oh, yes. We're recording. Yes. But yes, it's tomorrow. Yes. But we're recording a week before. But No, um, wait. Lies. The election is now. November 3rd is the last day. November 3rd is when the election ends. You're confusing people for no reason. All right, we are recording on like Wednesday of the week before, the day before the election. All right, okay, <laughs> okay. So we wanted to have, we had an original plan where we weren't going to talk about election stuff because, to be completely honest, I didn't want to talk about politics. She didn't want to talk about politics. We're pretty sad. I'm sure a lot of you know that um, Amy Coney Barrett, Barrett, Bonnet, Amy, what's her Amy, name? Amy Coney Barrett. Mm-hmm. Well, she is like the new Supreme, a new Supreme Court justice, and like, honestly, it made me pretty sad. Like, and I never. It's not that I don't often feel sad by things that I see in the news or politics, but this was new for me. I think we feel a heightened sense of responsibility because, as I was trying to say earlier, mm-hmm. this is the first presidential election in which we are voting. Yeah. Um, which means that we are 
we're just first of all incredibly excited that we like filled out our ballots we dropped it off um we 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 are doing our civic responsibility we are i know what doing what citizens are supposed to do yes (laughs) yeah yeah but like when we were during the last presidential election it was like 2016 and we were seniors in high school and I feel like you know when you're a senior kind of the way we feel now it's like there's a transition you're supposed to be an adult in like a couple of months and we felt kind of stuck like we are seeing what's happening in the news we're hearing that millennials need to show up this feels like a monumental election yet we're not able to participate in it back then politics was a spectator sport it's not anymore yes yes it's really not anymore you have to be all gung-ho about it or else you don't have an opinion (laughs) but and and now now that we get the chance to actually vote and do stuff I never I didn't realize how real it was like the responsibility falls on us if this doesn't go well you know and even if it Mm -hmm. does go well whatever we vote for that there's an impact to it people's lives are absolutely it's not even like like the the federal election the presidential election aside and i'm not even talking about governor or yeah. even state legislature like even the mm-hmm. amendments and the referendums that we're voting for within our county that's something that it is our responsibility to read up on that and yeah. make and sure that. that the change that is being initiated within our community that we were that we made an educated choice when we were filling yeah. out that ballot, that we didn't just be like, oh, this is who I'm voting for for president, and who cares and about anything the rest. Yeah. No, because I, I, I literally was talking to my parents, and I was like, okay, so, like, ready to vote? Can I go drop off your ballots? And my parents were like, yeah, yeah, we vote blue, and then the rest of them, we don't, we don't like, think about them. Like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. What about the judges? What about the, the superintendent? What about all the referendums, the amendments that are, like, there? Literally, I, I caught this information about changing police reform in King County. And I was like, what? This is something yeah, the, that- Yeah, the amendment, amendment five and, five and six. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been, okay, so I've been seeing those signs around town everywhere. And I was like, what is amendment five and I've been six? Like, I was like, we have amendments? Mm-hmm. I was like, what is it referring to? Because that's not the amendment five and six in the Bill of Rights. And then- No. I realized that there are amendments on my ballot, which was- Yes. I, I was incredibly- misinformed or not even misinformed just uninformed about that just uninformed and so imagine like if you didn't do and and I honestly thought that we live in a pretty progressive area and then I was seeing like signs against police reforms in Mm -hmm. where we live and I was seeing signs because you also like the referendum 90 in Washington is to get sex education like make it standardized across the street I've never I haven't seen one thing to say yes vote for referendum 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 90 <laughs> i haven't yeah, seen one because um for those of you that don't know within king county referendum 90 is it's, basically it's washington state i think oh sorry yes within washington yeah. state it's a um it is for having comprehensive sexual education mm-hmm. um within schools and I, I'm guessing, like, if you support referendum 90, you're not going to put a law and sign about it. But if you feel strongly about sex education being taught within the classroom, mm-hmm. then you're, you're probably going to go yeah, out and purchase a law and sign. Interesting yeah. segue on law and signs. My sister and I, last weekend, I, I, yeah. I, I took a video. I'll send it to you later. Um, we were driving to we, we were driving to uh, the store. My sister needed some new sweaters. So I, was, uh, I took her shopping. 
which we haven't done in months. So we were driving and I went through, um, you know, when you get to the boonies of our town, the way you can tell is I, I was, I was trying to avoid traffic. So I went through some back roads and I was like, it was a pretty drive, you know, it's fall. Yeah. I was just trying, I just really wanted to look at the trees. Yeah. But you know, you've gotten to the boonies of our town when you start seeing the cult signs. Um, so <laughs> I see them, and I'm definitely not in the boonies. Well, <laughs> yes, seen. but you see them on public property, right? You don't yes. see, like, no one put the cult sign in there on their lawn, yeah. So, yeah, no, this is, like, where people were putting it on their private property. Like, people were purchasing the signs. To where put it, it says their, cult, uh, make America great again. Cult mm-hmm. and no, Trump, no, no. make America great make, again. And then it's the cult sign, and then usually the uh-huh. people that had the cult sign would take it one step further. And of have course. The, the Trump sign that said, keep America great. Which I didn't oh, actually okay. realize his tagline changed. I it didn't changed. It went oh, from like because it used to be MAGA, right? Make America Great Again, and now yeah. keep America Great. So with the two hundred and fifty thousand people that have passed because of this coronavirus, this is a, a great America. So okay. Thank besides you, thank you. the point, I'm just we played a game okay. where we were like, how many cult signs can we see? Gosh. By the time we get to the store, we passed 35. What? It was a 25-minute drive. Wow. But but if we saw a sign that was bigger than a standard standard lawn sign, we'd give him three points instead of one. Yeah, yeah. He deserves three points. They deserve Um, three points for that one. And then there was this intersection near the store where there um, there were Trump supporters not wearing masks and like it was like a very busy intersection and every uh, single corner like you know all four corners of the sidewalk yeah. three of them were occupied by people waving trump um signs which like i mean they can in do what they want town? like they have in our town in the next town over okay but, yeah i mean power to them they can do whatever they want they have the right to do that it's public property no i mean I'm except just, what bothered it's... me is that none of them was wearing a mask and what bothered me on top of that is that we live in a very liberal area. So while they yeah. were protesting, everyone was honking their horn at them. And I was mm-hmm. freaking out because I did not realize what was happening. And I was like, what is yeah. going on? What's happening? I thought people yeah. were honking at me. And then I realized they were honking at the at the, the, the culpers. And then yeah. there was, <laughs> I love high school students. The fourth corner was not occupied by the Trump supporters. That yeah. was students that I'm guessing... They look like they were teenagers. I'm guessing they saw the Trump supporters. They went home and they came back with climate change and Black Lives Matter. Oh, I love Trump. I literally dumped Dendi. I love Dendi for that. And they were like, <laughs> there were probably like, I want to say all of the Trump supporters were, they were fairly old. None of them were wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And they were all probably like mid to late 40s. Um, and then it was like one section that was just teenagers and they were like three times as loud. Loud, yeah. As the Trump you supporters. Know, and wait, I'm not done. You don't understand. There's, there's there more. Was, there were 20 trucks. Like, you know, like pickup trucks with the open back. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. People defaced their cars with spray paint that said uh-huh. Trump and Culp and Hickey. And what? with signs coming out of the windows, and they would just drive up and down the street. It was a sight to behold. I'm like, y'all, I'm terrified of this election. 
I don't know if this is how every election is supposed to be because this is my this is my initiation to U.S. politics, so I'm terrified. And you know, like I feel like people hearing this are like, "Oh my God, these girls hate Republicans." I'm like, "No, no, we don't hate no, Republicans. No, 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 like, we do not we, hate Republicans. We like it's interesting because I feel like kids of immigrants were raised in a pretty liberal society, but most likely have parents that have pretty conservative views. It's just absolutely. I think our our political system has just gone to be so polarized and where it's one side is about morality with the other side is about Christianity and it's like which is no. not what it should be like that's just, which is not what it's supposed to there be there were so many things wrong with the two-party system before it became an issue of ethics like yeah I don't really I feel like it is very recently I know ethics and morality have always existed between mm-hmm. in the debate between Republicans and Democrats but Democrats yeah it is just but this is just this is just off i mean a whole other level now to and it's it's really funny right because you'll watch like people on tiktok gen zers for biden and like biden was the same man calling black people super predators you know so i love how we're rallying behind this old white dude to save us even though he (laughs) even though he's not going to do much he's just going to stop like i made this analogy the other day that for the last couple of years with like the Trump presidency, it's been feeling like you've been beat, like someone's just beating at you every single day. All all Biden is going to do is stop beating you. It's not going to heal. It's not going to fix much. It's just going to stop the beating and like mm-hmm. stop the beating. I think. But you know something I've inter- I've realized is how much like social media has had an impact on this election too. Like, Absolutely. Have when, you noticed uh, any time you open Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Snapchat, that Facebook. stupid have you voted yet? Yeah, have you voted? You can't even exit out. Like, it is there to stay. You know what? I prefer it that way. But low-key, like, when we, were, um, when we were in high school, we didn't see that. Like, Mm-mm. I remember when Snapchat was exclusively for nudes and Snapchat and Instagram was exclusively for, like, fall pictures of coffee you know with your coffee like it wasn't a place where you voice your political opinions like you did not voice your political opinions on social media because politics is a private matter yeah and like literally taught from a young age to be like politics is taboo it's not Mm -hmm. socially acceptable to speak about politics in public settings when did we when did we become like what changed is it because of trump that he opened this like floodgate of like I don't think so. I think part of it is as society, we were trying, we're, we're moving more and more towards, I think started with millennials and just mm-hmm. got amplified with the in-betweeners and with Generation Z. Um, That's us, where, the in-betweeners. Yes, the in-betweeners. We identify <laughs> with the one that we're, that's being less stupid that week. Yeah, we're situational. <laughs> situational. Um, but I feel like Absolutely. As a society, we're moving towards individuals that are trying to be more understanding of what's going on mm-hmm. um, in the world and what's like the systems that we are a part of and how mm-hmm. those are working towards, the, like how those contribute to the problems that exist. Yeah. Um, and then part of it is also the fact that we're not 15 anymore. So we have, okay. we care about we're what's so going weird. on in the world outside yeah. of our little high school bubble. No, but I just I just find it kind of invigorating sometimes when I see young people like like vote and, and not just not just voting but having conversations with their families. Like I never really understood 
had the power in it. Like I sat down with my parents and I was like, this is why you need to vote for this. This Absolutely. is why this thing is bad. Because honestly, it's our job. Like our like I don't know if anyone out there has perfect parents, right? But from the communities that we come from, there is rampant, rampant ethnocentrism and racism. Mm-hmm. There is rampant homophobia. There is honestly classism as well. And it's like for some reason, immigrants can understand that they're oppressed and they understand their oppression, but they have a very hard time sometimes like um, being empathetic. Seeing that in other people. Seeing that in other people, yeah. And like, it's definitely been interesting seeing like, for example, like some of my Asian friends educating their parents, seeing me educate my parents. Be like, don't say that, don't say this. And this is like how you conduct yourself. And this is why this is important. Like it might not matter for you, but it impacts someone else's life. And like, and I think that's also a lot of, because um, you've seen those posts that it's like a vote for Trump is a vote against me. It's a vote against yeah. what I stand for, like who I am as a person. Is, is that, that's, is that the rhetoric that used to be around voting before? Because like, we don't know. We don't the know. The thing is, we, we literally do not know. We the first, yeah. The first election, I, um, when Obama was being elected the first time, so in 2008 yeah. or 2007, I guess, November 3rd, 2007, uh-huh. I was watching TV and my father put on the news and I was like, excuse me, I was watching TV. <laughs> I was like, I, I love, I, I love the difference in our experiences. I was literally, I was sitting there and I was like, I, I don't want to watch this random dude. I was like, I don't want to watch because I literally, I didn't even understand what was about to happen. I didn't understand we the like, concept. Hey. And then my father obviously, like, he sat me down. He was like, "Look, this is what's happening. This is mm-hmm. the implications of it." And, and we're like, gonna watch it. Like, and he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna watch it." And I was like, "But it's just red and blue." And I was like, "There's more blue than there is red." Because like, blue is mm-hmm. winning. No, <laughs> that's really funny. Because my experience was so different. Because I remember we were at family friends' houses, like. I since that day, my parents have never gone anywhere else for for elections. We don't talk about elections, but mm-hmm. like I feel like black people just felt a difference. Even at eight years old, I felt yeah. something. And I remember we were all sitting with like my aunts and uncles, and I mean not blood related, but you know aunts and uncles. Yeah, yeah aunts and uncles. And when we realized that President Obama won, like the shock, like it's just like the silence that went in the room. I remember feeling that right. And then I remember the same feeling eight years later when, like, Trump won. And I was actually watching that election alone. And the warmth I felt in 2008 was replaced by this chilling, cold, like, what? Absolutely. I think I was watching the election alone as well. And mm-hmm. I remember, like, you and I were texting each other throughout the beginning part. Wow. And then towards the end, we... Ugh yeah it wasn't it wasn't it and like it was I, not it I remember the we showed up at school the next day and the just the atmosphere at school was not and you could feel that amongst high school students and I think that's mm-hmm. also what it pushed a lot of people right because four years ago we didn't feel like we could do anything mm-hmm. and now we do too right and now a lot of us are like let's be informed let's see because well in the last four years so much more has changed than just you know trump being president i think we've had more conversation about microaggressions macroaggressions we've had deeper conversations about race police brutality in this country because mm-hmm. the, the black lives matter movement started in 2015 2016 too we've had deeper conversations about the problems in this country and like like we those things have been brewing for the last couple of years and like i feel Absolutely. like it's exploding now I, I was 
I had a work meeting today and um, my, honestly, my, I realized that, you know, even if you, regardless of who the, like, you know, who technically wins on the third, that might not even be the real winner because all the votes might not be counted on the, like, in time, because apparently, like, uh, Republicans tend to vote um, at the ballot drop, you know, they tend to go to the polling station, and Democrats tend to mail in their ballots, and you, you count the polls, the poll votes before you count in the mail-in ballot, Mm -hmm. which means that, like, we might not actually know who's president for a couple of weeks at most. Yeah, absolutely, and I, if you look at a map, I, I think, um, I read somewhere that, States that are typically like blue states, um, they have mail-in ballots. Like Washington State has mail-in ballots. I actually don't even know if you can. Can you vote in person in Washington State? I have no idea. We get you get a you get a, a ballot when you register, so it's like automatic. Yeah. but the thing is, in order that means you have to register before October twenty sixth. That's already passed, yo. So. Exactly. I think so, you can still request it. But you can, yeah. still, you can still register until November 3rd. So I'm sure there is some sort of system to vote in person. Um, it's mm-hmm. just most people vote via mail. It's easy, yeah. convenient. Your ballot literally comes to your home. You Something that you and I discovered when we voted in the midterm elections two yeah, years ago. Midterm elections, yeah. Um, is so a ballot is not that easy to fill out. You have to sit down oh, and do absolutely. research on the referendums, on the amendments, on everything. So I'm here, I'm here paying good money for a college education and I couldn't understand the wording on the ballot. And I felt like, I honestly felt so stupid. I looked at my ballot and I was like, what, what is this language? And I had to Google it and be like, layman's terms, please, bro. And we are and individuals like, who have been attending like we weren't born in this country, but we are U.S. citizens. No, we are naturalized I citizens. Took AP English? No, I didn't. But we That's took AP honest. English. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't take AP English. Learning English in the United States since kindergarten. And so like we are, we are fluent in the language. We're humanities majors. We read like yeah. philosophy and pretty thick stuff. And I was reading about like who is she? Like, and I, I, and I realized, wow. Can you imagine someone giving up? Can you imagine mm-hmm. someone maybe who doesn't have like, like who just would does not have like the language skills or who just isn't able to like, I, I, I really just feel like that is such a roadblock. Yeah, absolutely. I think back when, back when I was in high school, like I used to be like, you have to vote, you have to vote, and I honestly like I didn't understand. I was very much into the whole like, if you don't vote, you don't get to have an opinion, which I still agree with to some extent. But I didn't understand how difficult voting is and the nuances that go into it. Because first of all, like, we're so privileged to have voting, like, mail-in ballots because, yes, we get to sit at home, do the research. Because not going to lie, the primaries, I sat down and it took me, like, an hour and a half to research everything and, like, fill out my ballot as I was doing the research. And then you just mail it in or you drop it off. And the same for the, the election as well. But can you imagine the people that have to vote at a poll? What do they do? Well, yeah, I think they have to do their research beforehand. Honestly, I feel like they have to legitimately come in. Because you you always hear people say, make a plan to vote. And I didn't understand what that meant until I realized that, like, you might not be able to understand the wording and the terminology. And the, the, the pamphlet does not always help. Like, I actually had to go on my county's website to look at who approved 
who reject it, like who approves like the amendment, who doesn't support the amendment, why? Because that was actually like better language than the actual text. Absolutely. It was That's like, what I did as well. Mm-hmm. It was because like sometimes there you don't a... even understand what saying yes or no would mean. No, because mm-hmm. it, you know how like our county, I think they do a brilliant job where they say approving this would mean rejecting yes. this would mean. And would I was mean. like, oh, that that's that's what, what I needed. No, sometimes it's literally like without the consent of the people, this happened uh-huh. to approve X B X Y R Z T, and I'm like, what is X B X Y R Z T? Like I don't know what that legal document or that what what the thing you're talking yeah. about is and like I I don't know I just that that was honestly kind of discouraging like I think there's a lot <laughs> okay do you ever feel like when you're looking at this time there are two ways that we can go extremely hopeful route of like wow we're gonna make it it's gonna be great and also the potential for it to go really really poorly and like how do you keep hope alive in a situation like that especially this year in the middle of a pandemic. Absolutely. I think part of the thing is something that you and I have actually been discussing is you and I, for the past four years, we, we're super into politics. We have political discussions mm-hmm. all the time. I think we both love to read the news and we both love history. So it, just, yeah. it works well. Like it's something that we enjoy being engaged in, mm-hmm. but we never really had any emotional stake in what's yeah. happening until very recently. I would say within the past year, maybe even less than that is mm-hmm. when I would see something happening in the news and have an emotional reaction to it because politics was something that was in the background for me previously. Mm-hmm. And similar to what you were saying, like after uh, the judge, uh, the Supreme Court justice being confirmed this week, this is the first time that I was like, ups- this is one of the first times that I've been upset yeah. about a political decision. Yeah. Like it, it's different from if this is different from like, for example, a protest or a social uprising for me. This is like an actual, like, something. it's something I can't control. This is something that you indirectly control by not having had Trump as president. You see how the impact of it, he has appointed three justices in his in his lifetime. Three. And I think about how that sets a, a precedent for the rest of these people's lives. And I, I think about the people I know who are, for example, on Medicaid and people I know that are like women, people I know that are trans, like everything about this woman. And I don't like, like, I struggle because at first I was like, she's a woman, but I'm like, wait a minute, she's a woman that Trump is selecting, which means that she's not a woman for women. And like, and the feminist argument aside, that's that's not even it. I think she's pushing an agenda that is against the working class people. Honestly, yeah, is what she's yeah, yeah. I I don't even want to talk about the specifics of this judge. I would I just want to. (laughs) I just want to mention that yeah. like, we come from such a privileged position in our lives where we, first of all, live in an area where we're insulated by all this. We're, in, we're insulated because we're, by our geographic location, our yeah, socioeconomic the Pacific Northwest. Um, but we have friends, we know individuals that will be affected by mm-hmm. decisions that could potentially be made um, within yeah. the next year or so. And it just, that hurts. And just seeing, like, mm-hmm. the implications that this could have for our country and the direction that our country is headed in, it just, yeah. it can be demoralizing at times. And I think one of the, one of the ways is to just use that as fuel to continue, like, grassroots organization and social justice. Yeah. But, like, I, sometimes I don't even know about that, too, because 
you saw what happened after like the in June, right? After the BLL movement. And it's still happening. It's like a lifetime mm-hmm. effort, but the momentum is not the same and people have lost if not are not paying attention anymore. And like politics and paying attention it's it's a constant thing. It's a choice to pay attention and to educate Absolutely. yourself every day. And like and sometimes I'm like, how do you do that without letting your heart and your emotions get to it you know there was a girl in my class yesterday and she's also black and she was saying no I'm sorry there was a woman in my class yesterday who said it's hard you know as a black woman looking at the news and not being filled with bitterness and resentment for the people around you it's hard because you you've just become accustomed to expecting all this bad you be kind of accustomed to expecting all of just the negativity. When you see something like this happen, you're like, oh, okay, that's just America. And I felt what she said, like, at my core. But then my professor, also a Black woman, um, like, maybe 50, 60 years old, she had the unique experience of, you know, having, like, her family having, like, had runnings with the KKK and, like, being alive during the women's liberation movement, being alive during, like, very prolific times in the history of black people and still having the hope she does and I think when I see this woman and I see her joy and I see the way she's like invigorated I don't have the right to give up you know because I'm 21 years old yeah absolutely we have only been engaged in politics for the last Last four years four or five years and this is not even you and I have no intention of running for public office. We literally know the bare, we know the bare minimum. And I will say it again to do our civic duty as citizens. Yeah. Like literally, we know enough to vote and to have yeah. educated discussions with mm-hmm. our peers, with our family members to make sure that they are educated on what's going that on. That we're all well. informed. Yeah, exactly. Like I think at times, like, it can be incredibly demoralizing, but the best you can do is just pay attention to what's going on around you and just be nice. Honestly, be kind to each other. <laughs> I don't know. Is it, is it a bad thing? Like, I'm going to steal Ellen's, like, be nice. I don't know. But it's just because the last couple of years have sucked for a lot of people. Not always us. Not always us. Like, I, I, I recognize that there are a lot of families that have struggled and who see this outlook and who see this world and like wow we're gonna keep struggling and I and you know the other day I realized well the more I learn the sadder I get (laughs) but at the same time it's our duty to learn because then we can be the social justice warriors that we want to be and help each other people out like like I sat there and talked to my dad the other day about how because because side note there's a lot of like anti-blackness within Africans as well but I was literally Mm -hmm. telling my parents you know what we are in this country, in this U.S. of A today. We owe it to Black Americans that we were able to vote. We owe it to them that we're able to, you know, be where we are today. And, like, I think if anyone is thinking about voting, if anyone is not considering voting, if anyone is, like, this isn't for them, just think about how, like, how far we've gone and how much we still have to go, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. And so on that note, I think that wraps up our podcast for this week. But this is our obligatory PSA in case you (laughs) missed it on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Mm -hmm. TikTok, any of the side of the street, apparently. The side of the street, just in case you missed it, 
there is an election going on. It there ends is. on November 3rd. The election is it not does. on November 3rd. It ends on November 3rd. So if, if you are able to vote, please do so if you have not already. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't mail in your ballot because it's after the 26th. So at this point, go drop it off, please. Go drop it off. And take your, like, you know, the cute selfie that people have been taking at the poll booth. Yeah. Poll I'm very booth upset I don't get, shop. like, a physical physical sticker sticker but it's in 2024 it's okay wait in when's the fifa maybe. when's the we fifa are, world cup we are two years away oh no no uh-huh. not two years it what? is next not is next it? summer it's the summer after <laughs> next so two years there. okay okay that was random sorry guys but again um no one has sent us any mail yet and um you know we're getting kind of sad so she's really taking it to heart so please um even if it's hate mail, I will literally laugh at it. What? I want that? some. I, no, I don't want hate mail. Please, please be kind. Please be nice to us. We really are doing this as a hobby. If you want to <laughs> give us constructive criticism, we are open to feedback. We'll take if it. If there is something you are want we... us to talk about, or you want a shout out, or maybe if or you want to correct us, shout out. Yes. Or you, you maybe want to correct us because you know you sometimes we. So, We're all for fun it. fact about us, but we love nuance. You want to add some nuance to our conversation? Go Play for devil's it. advocate. Mm-hmm. Play devil's advocate. It. We are open to it. Um, <laughs> have a lovely rest of your week, and thank you for your time. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Vote. <laughs> this year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit vspdirect.com today. That's vspdirect.com.